0: If you don't invest in your business, don't expect anyone else to. That's one thing that me and several other entrepreneurs have stated somewhere across the world wide web or social media platforms. And while we may be addressing our own clients and trying to motivate them to take action to invest in their business, it rings true for all of us. We've all been there and we all are there. And we all have to make investments in our business to keep it functioning as the well-running, well-oiled machine that it should be. You have to invest. It takes money to make money. But is it always a large sum of money? Not necessarily. And that's one of the things that I'll be discussing with you today as I talk about how to start investing in your online business. So, keep on listening. Welcome back for another episode of Dreamers Den Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Towner. I help entrepreneurs make their dream work through marketing and creative strategy. Just ask any of my satisfied clients who well, I've helped build an online web presence through social media marketing, website design, and content marketing. So today, let's get to the topic at hand. How to start investing in your online business. So we'll be talking about how to get started for next to nothing, how to tell when it's time to start investing more, and the first thing you need to invest in. So a little bit about me and how my I got started. I started with an $11 domain name and around $11 a month hosting service. And that's how I got started. That's how I started with any of the remote businesses that I had. This one is the one that I found the most success with because I've taken everything that I've learned and I poured it into this business and um, it's working and it's worked for me. But I started with minimal investment because that's what I had to start with. And as I gained more clients, I put more money into my business. So from that $11 domain name and $11 a month hosting service, I was able to build my website and connect that with social media and start putting content out there and put a portfolio out there and show my work, show what I was capable of, um, show what I had done for previous clients already. And from my blog, show the service that I am able to provide. Um, Now I invest in automation systems. I invest in getting help on the back end to provide some of these services. I invest in things that I see will help save me time, um, make me more money, or save me more money. Um, promotion for my business. So, um, it's working out, and you know, if as as I grow, my investment in the business continues to grow. Um. Whether you, the first thing that you need to do is to decide what source of funding that you wish to have or what source of funding that you're capable of getting, meaning that, um, if your credit is solid or, you know, if you're capable of seeking financing through banks, if you're capable of getting investors, um, if you want to go that route, you may want to, you know, stay on your day job and build the business up to the point that you're able to pay yourself your current salary. Or you may want to just stay on your job and keep this as a side gig. You may want to um, use money from your current job to feed your business. You may want to utilize bootstrapping. Whatever it is that you evaluate that you would like to do that is the best option for you and that you're capable of doing, capable of handling, that's what you need to communicate. And that's what, that would be the first thing that you establish within, yes, your business plan. So from there, that is how, you know, how you would take option and how you would operate in your business. So one thing that will help in that Decision making, or that will help you stay on track with how you plan to to run your business, is just don't start by don't start by piling on so many different services or products or components of your business, or don't try to expand so soon before you master one part of the business. Um, we're talking about online business so if you start one let's say you start an online store make sure that that store is operating successfully that you have all the help that you need that you you know you're not overstretched or overworked or you know maxing out your capacity before you're able to get help and then you know try to go and start something else like oh okay i can make money from this too like make sure that the first thing is is running properly. Make sure that it's flowing, the workflow is flowing the way that it needs to before you add anything else. And also, you don't want to start piling on unnecessary expenses before you need them. An online business gives you the opportunity to to see if this is going to work for you in one of the least expensive ways. So it gives you the opportunity to forego unnecessary expenses. Like if you feel like you need a place for storage or if you need a brick and mortar location that's adding rent, that's adding utilities, you may not need as much staff as you think you need in the beginning. You may not need some of the the latest and greatest gadgets. Like people are coming up with things to make, business easier for online entrepreneurs all the time but that doesn't mean you have to have it right now today so just evaluate where you are and what you really need the minimum that you need to get started so that you don't pile on all of those expenses in the beginning and so that's why I wanted to discuss how to get started for next to nothing and I would suggest you do like I did. You purchase a domain name after you've planned. You purchase your domain name and um, your hosting from Bluehost is very affordable to the tune of it's $3.95 a month for hosting. The domain names, of course, are inexpensive, so you would keep that expense low. And they're, like I was telling you, people are coming up with ways to make um, entrepreneurs um, many tasks easier. They're coming up with these every day. But many of them offer free trials. Um, it varies. It could be a 30-day trial. It could be more or less. But take advantage of those free trials. Test out those products and services before you take the big leap and get those. And many other things. Many other tools have starter plans. The starter plans could be zero dollars. The starter plans could um, be a minimal expense, but it gives you a lot of those give you an opportunity to grow into those costs. So if you're, for instance, with email marketing, you may start off with a free plan. And then once you build your list up to a certain point, then you can graduate into a paid plan where you're able to service more people on your list, you have more features to deal with them, more automations, and you are able to send out more emails and send them out more frequently because you have more to work with. But at that point, you've learned, you've taken courses, you've learned, you've gotten, you've built that relationship and You're able to give, you're able to make money from that list that you built. You're, you built that relationship with them. You promote, you're, you're promoting your products and services. You're making sales. So, like I said, as you continue to grow the business, you have more to invest into the business. So, take advantage of. You know, any of the starter plans for services that you need or that you think you need gives you a chance to test it out, um, see what you like, what you don't like, if it's something else you might want to try. And it gives you an opportunity to delay investing and dumping money into those functions. Um, Use automations. Now, like I was just talking about, some of those have an expense to go with it, but some things have starter plans. But there are some um, automations, there are some free automations that you can use. Xavier, for example, has a free plan um, where you get a certain, Zapier, sorry, where you get a certain amount of Zaps that help you to pair together different apps and different, um, different applications and different softwares that you're using online. So it helps you to free up time so you don't have to manually do these processes. For instance, if you have a contact form on your website and you're taking email from that contact form, you can use a zap to automatically have that email sent to your email list. Now, things like this, little automations like this will help save you time in your business. So that'll help prevent you from going over capacity and that'll help prevent you or delay the process of having to add more staff to your business. So using taking advantage of you know those inexpensive or free automa- automations can help you you know help you have the business operating and give you extra hands without adding extra headcount if you will. Um, you also want to find businesses who may need your services but who you also need services from and try to work on collaborating with them. Now, um, I am not about you know, trading. When, when I say that I'm not about trading, because you probably or may have seen social media posts for me shunning trading, I don't disapprove of all trading, but I don't think it makes sense to trade with someone for a luxury item or for something that is not a need for your business. Um, It's not going to benefit you. It's going to take away time and funds from your business, Um, and when you're new starting out, you cannot afford that. If it's something like food, if it's something like a service that is not going to add any value to your business, then... I'm not for the trade, but if it's something that's complementary to your business or if it's a service that you need in your business and you can trade something with the other business, then, you know, that's something that you can do to prevent investing, you know, to to um delay investing those dollars. And you can also work on collaborating with that person to cross promote your services. So that is keeping money in your advertising budget that you normally would have to kick out, and you wouldn't if you're cross promoting with them. So, those are some of the ways that you can get started for next to nothing. I'll be adding more to that advice later, um, later in the year, but that'll get you started, and that'll help you. That'll help you to get started in your business and stretch out that investment. Let's get to how to tell when it's time to start investing. You will know when it's time to start investing more into your business or when it's ta- time to start like to, to invest, you know, really invest significantly in your business when you are reaching the goals that you set in your business plan. So um, after you have your business plan, you'll have um. You'll have your milestones and metrics or they may be called different things, but you'll have expansion plans and things laid out that you want to accomplish in your business. And that's in year one, year two, you know, all the way to either year three or all the way to year five. But um, you have deadlines for these things. You know, I want to reach this amount of followers by this date. I want this amount of revenue by this date. I want to, you know, be at a point to where I'm able to hire some help by this date. So those are some of the examples of it. And when you see that you are reaching some of these goals, then that's when you know that it's time to start investing more into your business. And also, um, when you're, you know, when you're reaching those financial goals, those milestones, and then the metrics basically say you know how will you know when you're reaching these goals i'll i'll know i'm reaching these goals when you you it'll it's like an action or a result that happens that lets you know you're reaching those goals so for the case of how do i know when i need to invest more in my business you will know when you have reached the max capacity like okay i'm putting i cannot you know, with the head count that I have with myself or, you know, with me and this other person or however many you start off with, which, you know, most likely will be low, you will know that you have reached those goals when we cannot put out any more with the head count that we have. And I need more help to accomplish these business tasks and goals. But at the same time, your revenue is still increasing along with the workload and maxing out your capacity. So if you're maxing out your capacity and, you know, you're still barely making ends meet in the business, then, you know, it's still, it's not time to invest yet and it's not time to expand. So that need, and you need to have a good flow of cash along with Um, maxing out your workload and what you're able to produce along with that comes with making sure that your price points are right making sure that your pricing is right and making sure that you're charging the right amount of money to pay out these expenses and to keep funds into your business so that's another reason why you want to keep expenses low at the beginning and delay some of these unnecessary investments. The first thing that you need to invest in, well, I told you that on one of my first things, well, one of my first, first things with my first online business was investing in um live plan because I wanted to write my business plan and that was one of the easiest and that was one of the simplest processes to be able to do it, but um, after that, it was like I said, my domain name and my hosting. But the first thing that you may, you know, you need to invest in. It may not not be the same for everyone. Um, some people, especially these days, with the way that social media and video marketing has contributed to helping people um, make money online. Some people don't start off right away with a website. They may just start with a landing page. So, but in any case, your first major investment needs needs to be something that will directly help you generate revenue. So you want to think about the return that that investment is going to give you. For instance, with your email list, I keep, you know, reiterating that because that's the one takeaway that you have that, Help you stay connected with your target market, communicate with them, keep building that relationship and promoting your products and services directly to them. It's not something that you have to take a chance on that, oh, they may see it and the algorithm may, you know, put this in front of the right person. It's not something that, you know, you really have to chance right like that, especially if you have the right email marketing company. That increases your open rate, doesn't put your emails in spam and things like that. So, back to my example with your email list, it helps to put those products and services in front of your audience and to make sales. So, if you're investing in that, I won't say that it's a guarantee, but you know, that is something that you're investing in that's. Helping you to put your products and services into the right people who have joined your list who are interested in something that you've said or something that you've done or the content that you have, and so you can sell to these people. It's not something that you're investing in that's just gonna help your processes, but it's something that's going to help you, that's going to allow you to sell and to put your products and services in front of the right people or for instance PayPal's upgraded billing system like with their upgraded billing system you can set up automatic drafts or you can set up installment payment options so if you have that in front of you know in in conjunction with your products or services and um you have the the recurring automatic draft setup that's helping you to guarantee that you get your payments for the services you provide versus sending an invoice and waiting on them or you know not just versus just not having that option it gives you more of a guarantee that you're getting revenue retaining revenue in your business for the service that you provide and the installment payment option it gives and if you have a big ticket item like a course or like a private coaching group that you work with and it's a big ticket item that someone may not be able to afford to pay in one lump sum you offer an installment payment option that opens up more of a market and opens up more options for people to be able to afford those services so that's bringing more revenue into your business that you wouldn't have If these people didn't have that option and just flat out could not afford it. So, those are some of the things that you would look at when you're ready to start making investments. You would look at things like that. Like, what is going to directly bring more revenue into my business for this investment? And even looking at increasing your staff. Like, if you know that, you know, I have these people who are ready to sign... I I have these people who are ready to contract, but I don't have anybody to produce this work for them right now. If I hire this person, they're you know at this many hours they're able to produce this much so I can find this many clients so you if you you would know that adding that staff would help you to bring more money into the business so um that's what you want to look at as what you when you're ready, when the business is functioning, when you've seen all these indicators that we talked about, these are some of the things that you should invest in to bring more money into your business. So how do you get funding? There, I'm not going to get heavily into this, but there are multiple ways that that you can get funding. I kind of talked about, you know, self-funding or getting a loan and just deciding which option works best for you. But you can you can get a bank loan if you qualify for that. The qualifications are a little bit different for personal and for business. But when you're first starting off, it may be more difficult to get a bank bank loan. It may be better to, to operate, you know, within that first year and then show your progress and then try try to get get funding from a financial institution but if you have solid personal credit there still may be options for you you know to get to get funding for your business there are different programs out there there's there are things that the sba can help you with there are different financing options um you can borrow money from your circle your circle of family or friends you may you know some everybody doesn't have that supportive circle a lot of people family or friends look at them cross eyed and crazy, you know, at the 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 after hear just hearing their idea and them not even asking for help from them, just with them presenting the idea and saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing and they get the look. So but you may be one of the people who have a supportive circle and, you you know, you may be able to borrow money from them to fund your business or to fund certain things or certain parts of your business. There is crowdfunding, which is something that I have. I've used crowdfunding before for a previous business, and there are different options out there for crowdfunding. People have used Kickstarter. I'm not sure if that's around or not still, but um, Kiva. GoFundMe, which people have used for personal or business ventures. There's a list of them that I have on my website. I have um, a blog titled The Truth About Crowdfunding um, at DanielTowner.com. And if you go to the blog, you'll be able to find that. And there's a list along with information about the pros and cons, pros and cons, about the pros and cons of crowdfunding. So Um, That is an option is basically where people, you know, you solicit a large, you know, you solicit people to fund your idea in small amounts in order to meet your goal of the larger amount of funds that you need. So you're basically raising money from the crowd of people who, you know, either believe in your idea or, you know, they supported in some way. They pool pool their money together and it helps you to meet your larger goal of whatever funds you need to raise. Um, There's self-funding, which is similar to what I was saying. You use money from, you know, another business, from another career, just another source of funds that's coming from yourself, your savings. Um, And you put that into your business and then you continue just reinvesting into your business or, you know, the same as bootstrapping. You start off minimal, you start off lean, and then you reinvest and you keep feeding and keep nurturing your business until you have a good flow, until things take off and you continue, you know, you can expand. So you just have to look at those and see you know you look at your situation and see which one works best for you, but those are some of the options, and some of these are easier to access than others crowd of of the options where someone else needs to invest besides your self funding or bootstrapping. If you don't have that supportive circle, I would say that crowdfunding is one of the easier options to access but you still need to have support to reach your goals from crowdfunding you just have it's just more it's just wider than just soliciting your family and friends so that is all that I have for you about how to start investing in your online business and just Think about these things and start off, you know, what I suggest is starting off minimal and building as you grow. If you want more tips and tutorials, be sure to visit my blog and also follow me on Instagram where I post weekly tutorials and this month series is about building a profitable online business that you love. So it's giving a lot of information about business building and setting up your website for selling success. So thank you guys for listening. And as I always say, dream until your dream comes true. You don't no you don't you